That's a good amount of time. That is a good amount of time. Okay, looks like we've sent out all our text alerts. So everybody who is smart enough to send me their cell, their cell phone, or where, wherever they receive their text, they are going to get a text alert. Looks like the recording is all ready to go. And now we just have to start up the show. Well, actually, I want to bring up your page here on on uh, BitChute. We'll bring that up. Reality Skeptic. Here we go. All right. That looks good. Good evening, everyone. It's Saturday, December the 17th, 2023. It's 2.04 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, New York Time, Toronto Time. So I should have said good afternoon, everyone. And of course, since this is the podcast, we can say good morning. And we can also say good evening and good night, as well as good afternoon. Because who knows when you're listening to this show. With podcasts, you never know who's listening. And you never know who's downloading. You don't know any of those things. The only way in reality that you can tell what's going on, even though Apple and Spotify pretend they know what's going on, they really don't, is you have to rely on user feedback and the value for value model. So if people are listening and they like the show, they'll either email you or they'll go to the donate page and send a donation. Other than that, there's really no clue as to what the response is to your podcast. So thank you, everyone. And the latest donor to the Fakeologist show is Dave J. Dave J. kicked in 43 bucks, and that's about the fourth or fifth time he's done it. So thank you so much, Dave J. Not only does he participate in the funding of this operation... He participates in the comments. He participates in the call-in. And he does spread the word all over the place, I've noticed. He's on the Discord. So Dave J, shout out to Dave J of Arizona. He is a very good man, quality individual, controversial, and he can start a small riot in some comment sections, but that's okay too. That's what you want. So thank you, Dave J, for that. I appreciate that. And uh, t- today will be a call-in show as well. I'm going to open up the phone lines, 810-666-1984 and 902-400-1984. You guys can call in if you want and join in, in with our show. And fake11.com for- fake forward slash restream. Did I say that already? I forgot. <laughs> My memory is shot. So you guys can join the studio. You can call in on Skype. I'll fire up the Skype. The name is Fakeologist over there on Skype. And uh, is there any other way to know? Yeah, Discord. You can join in on the Discord if you want. Today's special guest is Reality Skeptic. He is a young, or maybe he's an older man. I forgot exactly how old he was, if he told me at all, when uh, he interviewed me for his broadcast, which he is just starting out. 
And he's already got four episodes in the can here at Reality Skeptic. And where the heck is it here? Let me make sure I can bring it up over here on the page. And I just recently listened to him discuss and talk to the one and only Johnny Labonte. And he hails from somewhere in Poland. And I'll welcome Luke, reality skeptic, to the show. Hello, Luke. Hello, everybody. Thanks, thanks for having me. Didn't, didn't expect that, but uh, uh, nice to be here. Oh, didn't expect what the introduction? Or mm, yeah, the invitation to the to the then to the podcast. Uh, well, you invited me. It's I think it's a a very good thing to be reciprocal. So if you invite me, I should invite you. And uh, I'll be honest, uh, Armin, Armin Rig, Rye, whatever his name is, it's a tough name mm -hmm. to pronounce. He said, you know, you should really help promote um, Reality Skeptic. And I said, yeah, of course. I definitely will uh, help promote him because he's trying hard. And he's a man with a plan. He's over in Poland. And I just talked to my Polish friend. Uh, last week, somebody I worked with over here in Canada, and he moved back to Poland, of all places, where he's from, of course. I think he moved back to Pila, Poland. I'm just going to look it up now, because I think you well, said you're from the northwest uh, part yeah, of Poland. Yeah, so that, that's not far. If he's in Pila, that's that's actually not, not very far from me. Yeah. Well, maybe you guys should meet. <laughs> he doesn't really know me as a fakeologist too much, but... Uh, I'm bringing it up on the screen now, if you can see the screen. Yeah. Pila, Pol I'm pretty sure he said Pila. And I noticed, this is Google, it puts all the names of the towns, for the most part, in Polish. So unless yes. unless that's how it's spelled in English, I don't know. It's Pila uh, in Polish, and then I don't know how you spell it in English. Yeah, so he's around here. I know he's, he's in Pila. He said it's a small town. He loves it. There's only two traffic lights. And then we were looking up, oh, you're near Berlin. You're closer to Berlin than Warsaw. And I said, why don't you go to Berlin? And then he was telling me about this border here. There's huge lineups at the border. The Ukrainians, I guess, are trying to get out of Poland and all this kind of stuff. So he was giving me a last. Looks like there is a lineup at the border here. Pretty good lineup crossing. What is this river here? This is the Olga River. Olga? Odra. Odra. Ober. Mm -hmm. This is Ober River. Older. Older River. But you say Odra. So you're from uh, this area, huh? Uh, yeah, if you go from Piwa up uh, north, uh, uh, northeast, that uh, I'm. When you see this. this, uh, this two roads, this two, two, No, if you go these two roads that are crossing and there is this uh, small town that starts with the letter C. Uh, right here, uh, Trojanus. Yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit west. Then there, here I live in this area. Yeah, Chuklau, Chuchov, Chuchov. That's how it's pronounced. Yes, the, the, this this is the place that, that I currently currently uh, live. Oh wow! Well, congratulations. So, what's it like in Poland, anyway? Is just in general, and then we can we can get into your background. How did you got? How do you? How did you get into truth? Well, uh, so currently, the Poland uh, is a strange place because uh, I, from what I've uh, understood my whole adult life, 
Polish people are treat, treated as uh, secondary uh, European citizens, like all the Western countries treat Poland as uh, somewhat of a secondary country. Like, like uh, it's even hard to describe. But when I did many jobs that I did engineering uh, wise, because I'm an electronics engineering from, you know, uh, that that's my speciality, uh, and uh, you know. Western company street Polish engineers like a uh, little bit cheaper labor so so that's how Polish people are treated that that's how always like my whole life Poland was treated like uh, like this uh, worst kind of a country compared to Germany France and oh, really? so that's just you know obviously uh, part of the brainwashing and the division between West and uh, Eastern Europe but uh, and, and currently in Poland, there's lots of political turmoil because, you know, there was this, uh, the so-called elections, selections, right? And government, right. new government is, and uh, there's plenty of shenanigans in the TV regarding politics. So obviously it's a clown show, but uh, that's, that's, that's how it is these days. So you, you have the same clown show going on in Poland. I think you just selected a new crime sinister named Tusk, as in an elephant Tusk. Yeah, yeah, that's we pronounce it Tusk, but uh, we can uh, whatever, whichever way you want to pronounce it. Yes, he's, he's uh, the new old uh, like uh, prime minister because he already was uh, like uh, some years ago. Oh, uh, they uh, recycled him, huh? Just like yes, and and he he is he is a strange character because he is a, a created character by the BND. Which is the German equivalent of CIA? He is he is a ma totally manufactured character, character, and by Germans, uh, if you if you can imagine that. So that's that's a whole whole long story about who this guy is. And, and wow, so you got a German plant, intelligence plant brought over? Yeah. Huh? You can't even make yeah. your own uh, fake politicians. Yeah, yeah, but obviously they all those uh, at the top, all those uh, you know, uh, KGB and BND and the Polish ABW. They all obviously work together at, at yeah. the top, so obviously that's uh, that's how what we what we know. But uh, but yeah, th there is this strange strangeness in Poland because you can clearly see that there is a you know German interest, there is a Russian interest, there is Jewish interests, uh, and people you know uh, who are not really interested in going deeply into the truth think think there is a this Poland is this kind of a place where all those interests argue. And meet uh, and fight for power. Obviously, they are work to, working together at the top, uh, but uh, that's how it is. So all all countries are run the same way, in the sense that really they don't represent the people. They can't represent the people. They represent the the oligarchs, the people with the money first, and they have to work for them. They're to me, they're the natural buffer between the oligarchs, the elite, the rich families, and everybody else. So there's sort of a a buffer because otherwise we would probably be at the gates of these rich people hunting them down asking for our fair share. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's the best way to look at politics. So they represent the elite and uh, the elite uh, run the banks. They own the banks and that's really how they control everybody. It's just the money system is in control of everyone. Now, I think you guys use a Zloty. Yes, yes, exactly, yeah. So you do, does that, do you guys have a private bank in Poland? Because really, to me, this is the key to all fakery in the world. This is how it works. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, there is a central, a central bank, Polish central bank, which is 
I, I, I don't remember because it was many years ago that I looked into that, but, uh, but obviously it's run by the, uh, some uh, interests like that, because you have to remember that obviously Poland was part of the, the communist bloc and after the so-called Berlin Wall fell, which is obviously controlled, everything was was controlled by the same same groups of, of uh, elite people. But yeah, those people who are running the communists, uh, you know, are obviously moved into being so-called businessmen and obviously this uh, they they transformed Poland to be this so-called democratic uh, country, but uh, obviously it's run by the same forces and the banking system. That that doesn't mean much that we have our, our own currency. It's obviously tied to euro and tied to dollar. Okay. So obviously it's it's all connected uh, the same way. Uh, because I was watching, um, I can't remember the guy's name on uh, FacoTube. I posted a germ interview with a guy that was studying the banking system and he says the reason why they uh, the bankers turned on putin if you can call it that is they have a private central bank as well run by the uh by the elite the rothschilds are owned by the elite but putin was sort of interfering with that bank and wanted to put his own brand and own uh, ideas in interjected into that central bank's policy so he's con helping contribute to controlling the interest rate and who gets the money and that was causing the elite to want to maybe create some tension to maybe try and get rid of them if you can believe that so i just well, thought, i don't i don't think that's true but oh, no <laughs> I he, okay i think i think putin uh, is playing on the same team as everybody else i mean mm -hmm. I, I don't think russia has a separate separate uh, anything it may look on the surface like that but i, I think whoever is playing putin or, or whoever that guy really is I think he's just another uh, another actor. Uh, I don't think Russia is a separate uh, separate state as some people believe it is. But you know, that's just my opinion. Do, do Polish people hate Russians? Is that still? Um... Well, there there is there is brainwashing in in certain areas that people in Poland are obviously who watch many pro television programming are obviously some. There are some programs and some televisions that. I have this anti anti Russian propaganda. So so uh, yeah, there is there is anti anti Russia propaganda, but uh, obviously you know um, it's it's part of the part of the brainwashing, you know. And I'm just looking at this border here. Um, first question, next question is how much how much of Western Western Poland um, are considered. Um, more sort of Germanic, uh, this border here that they've created from whatever mm -hmm. this city is to this city is. How do they come across? How do they decide to make this particular line? Are there all the Germans on this side and all the Slavic people on this side, or are there a number of Germans in Western Poland? Well, the the history, which obviously is uh, not to be trusted, is uh, the the part when I where I, when where I live uh, was supposedly under German occupation, mm -hmm. and it was part of the uh, Germany at uh, you know hundred years ago or so, even before the World War Two. So I actually live in a town that was uh, for some uh, dozens of years part of of Germany. Okay. And so obviously the borders were, were different back then, but um, so uh, after the World War II, they decided the borders to be like that. I don't know exactly why it happened like this, 
But uh, you know that that Gdańsk part and that uh, that uh, that part of, of Poland was was obviously German for some time. So uh, yeah, there's still some Germans, and there even if there are not many Germans living in this area, obviously they they come to visit Poland from from Germany. Uh, there is a place like uh, people renting uh, you know uh, houses for for tourists. Uh, obviously in my area even they I can sometimes meet uh, German tourists. So. So it's it's like that. They they come visit. Uh, obviously, it was part of Germany. So some some German people have this um, this uh, you know um, probably a warm spot for for this part of Poland where I live. Uh, yeah, okay. and they they come visit. So so that's that's how it is. But they don't want it back, not yet. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, it's it's difficult sometimes to understand why the borders are are at the place they are currently because you know. I, I don't trust history that I've been told. So obviously, obviously, we don't know what what the plan for for countries like Poland to be. Poland is in this strange spot, you know, this this between Western and Eastern Europe, and always, uh, like I said, the the mainstream, all the alternative, even uh, news channels, they will tell you that Poland is this hot spot where where all those interests, uh, you know, the Western banking interest meets the Eastern Russian interest meets the Jewish interest. And, you know, there is this fighting supposedly going on over Poland, which, which way it will turn. But that's obviously the, the, the alternative, uh, mainstream alternative narrative. So obviously, like like I said before, it's 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 part of the story to divide Polish people, obviously. So, uh, you know, that's how it is. Okay. Is there, a, is there any... Ethnic divisions within Poland? Is there different different types of Poles, or is there just? No, it's obviously white people are like dominant. Obviously, what's what's commonly referred to Slavic people or whatever. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's like white white people. You you don't see many uh, people from different. Obviously, there are some even my town. Some some people from. Uh, Turkey, I think, uh, live uh, nearby and have have a restaurant. Uh, but all the other than few Turkish people or few few, you know, U- Ukrainians, obviously there is not much uh, division in the place uh, where I live. So, you know. So and you have one one religion as well, Catholicism. Yes, yes. So you don't really have religious tensions. You don't really have uh, ethnic tensions. It's, it's a fairly homogenous country. Which is pretty rare in Europe, I would think, at this point. Yes, uh, well, well the, the, compared to Western Europe, yeah, obviously it's it's a little bit different. Uh, but obviously, like there's there is different kinds of tension. Uh, you know, Polish people are obviously uh, they were uh, brainwashed for the last couple of years to to support Ukraine and to be anti-Russia, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, obviously alternative um, media obviously have this. Um, anti-Ukrainian <laughs> propaganda and uh, say say like many Polish alternative channels com- compare like they that uh, I mean they say that Russia is fighting the good fight in Ukraine so obviously have the same brainwashing as the United States uh, even so it's all all the same propaganda because when I sometimes listen to American media or people who cover the media we obviously have you know Republicans and Democrats arguing about uh, who you should support and, uh, and obviously like that so it's the it's a global propaganda. Uh, it's, Poland is it's no different in that regard, you know. And you have a pretty. It looks like a two or three hundred kilometer border with the Ukraine. Mm-hmm, yes. 
and you guys are supposedly getting the the most immigrants or immigrants from the Ukraine. Is that correct? Uh, yes, yes. There is there is plenty even in my town, small town, uh, in the which is the opposite. Obviously, uh, as as we discussed, opposite side uh, on Poland, we I, I have uh, there is a place nearby where where some Ukrainians live. I mean, they at least lived uh, for some time. I, I don't see them these days, but. Uh, yes, uh, all around Poland, they have been transported to different uh, cities uh, in Poznan, even uh, for example, or obviously um, uh, around the, the biggest cities in Poland, you have uh, plenty, plenty of Ukrainians being transported to. Uh, so yes, that's that's what happened. Uh, but it's it's not. I don't see many new Ukrainian face Ukrainian people here. So so I don't know if it stopped or they moved further further west. So. I don't know what's happening exactly. Uh, the, the, currently, the telev television uh, spending less time talking about Ukrainians, so uh, it's hard to figure where this propaganda, where this fake Ukrainian war is going, or what what will happen with that. And just looking at the um, the map here, I, I always love traffic as I drive for a living. So I can mm -hmm. see that um, it looks like Google has a lot of um, traffic information. When it comes to Western Europe, but there's really nothing traffic-wise in the Ukraine. None of their green, yellow, red traffic indicators show up in the Ukraine, which makes me wonder why. Because I think Google's everywhere, and I'm sure people in the Ukraine drive around with Google phones. But um, it looks like there's quite the direct route, say, from the Ukraine along your E40 right into Germany. <laughs> it looks like... Uh, that's sort of a direct pipeline because unless the Ukrainians or Ukrainians or Ukes are all stopping in Poland to work, I'm guessing that uh, they just carry on right into Germany somehow. Yeah, probably. Yes, yes. Because I, I think Polish people did they not, for the most part, not have as much work or could not make as much and ended up over in England to work because they're good workers. Yeah, uh, I think that's one one thing that uh, in Western Europe, uh, people Polish people are are known to be at least ma majority uh, hard workers, and uh, they are valued. Obviously, they are treated uh, like like I said, the secondary category people. So obviously, they they are paid less and they are working harder than some, you know, uh, other people. So they are valued uh, around the Western Europe as as a. Cheaper uh, labor, so that's wow. that's how it is. Yes. So they work so many, at a discount. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even like I said in the engineering sector, like uh, you know, the, I, when I compared the, how much money as a test engineer, for example, I, I received compared to my you know other um, French French colleagues or some. Yeah, it's obviously there is a there is a difference uh, how much you are being paid when you are from Poland. Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> How can they discriminate like that? Obviously, they know you're from Poland because you have to give them your information, your details. But mm -hmm. um, obviously, you can also figure out quickly how much your your Western European counterpart is making. So what do you say when they offer you less? Do you just take it or you just... Well, you have many, uh, many of of those companies uh, have you know affiliates in in Poland, and you are uh, when you're searching for a job, you're obviously there are 
Polish representatives of those companies who hire you and they propose you a deal. And obviously, if the if uh, Polish people are, uh, you know, uh, accepting the, the the way it is, then that's how it's going to be. Obviously, uh, there is one one side to Poland that uh, obviously, um, from what I know, that the um, price uh, in shops is obviously a little bit lower than compared to you know uh, at least that's how was. Uh, some time ago, when you go to a Polish supermarket and when you go to the Germany, the same supermarket, you you might find po- prices in Poland a little bit uh, lower than in Germany, for example. But obviously, uh, it, I don't know how it started, but it's uh, after the the so-called uh, commun- uh, wall Berlin Wall fell. Obviously, that's how uh, it happened that those uh, countries that were part of the Eastern Bloc uh, are sort of treated that way, and that's how. How it how it is? I don't uh, exactly know how how what was the thinking and why Polish people accepted the way it is. But but still, if they go abroad to work in France or on England, obviously they are being paid more than what would they receive to stay have they stayed in Poland. So obviously they paid less than the you know French guy or French or or the Brit, British guy, but. Obviously, it's still more if you are living in London and you're a Polish worker. You're obviously gonna have a better pension than in Poland, but obviously less than an English citizen. But you know that's that's how it is, and um, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know exactly why it is. Uh, to, to be honest, yeah. Well, I guess once they just start the the trend of paying Polish people less, it just keeps going, continues yeah. on until they can, until they can't get away with it anymore. Okay, well, that's a good background. I always like to talk about a little geopolitics because I think I was listening to you talk with Johnny Labani there, and I think you were into geopolitics before you became a truth seeker. Is that correct? Uh, well, that's how it started for me because um, obviously I was completely brainwashed <laughs> individual who believed everything that he saw on the news. Maybe not everything, but. But uh, and I had the fortunate uh, encounter with some people uh, who obviously were asking some questions about geo- geopolitics, and I quickly learned that my my knowledge about uh, politics and what's happening around the world was not sufficient, and it got me on this got me started asking questions. So um, it's it's in a way funny how how it goes because I have some friends who were obviously ten years ago more awake than I was. But uh, the funny thing is they are still stuck in the same place uh, while I have, you know, discovered many new avenues and uh, many new things and, and lots of uh, truths and fakery uh, in the mainstream media. So, so obviously I was the more brainwashed one when I compared to my, some of my peers and my friends. But I quickly l- learned that I know nothing and then I, that I have to study more and uh, ask questions and, Somehow, uh, I, you know, somehow it started. It's funny how it is. I don't know. I, I even cannot explain why. Uh, so some things just happen, and, uh, and you, sometimes you cannot just explain by logic uh, how it is. Well, what was the first thing that you? What was? Because I'm the same way. I I was I was big into current affairs. I love the news. I always watch the news. I was probably one of the only teenagers that watched the news because I. I enjoyed it, and I like to get a sense of what's going on. And from there, I well, I'm not going to tell my whole truth story because I've told it many times. But I got I got into the IRS, the American Tax 
information because I was looking into that and that just took me into some truther sites and you just look at one video that's beside the video you're watching and next thing you know you're gone all the way sliding down the rabbit hole. So what was the first thing in truth you looked into? Well, the the, the thing was that uh, at that time uh, I was uh, I moved to Poznań because I lived and studied in Gdańsk for some time. Yeah. And then uh, because my friends invited me to Poznań so um so we can be together because uh, I had uh, friends from high school who are living in Poznan and, and I was uh, given this uh, this funny job for the American company, uh, Kimball Electronics, and I was a test engineer and they gave me lots of money for a young engineer. So I moved to Poznan and I will have to tell you that I disliked my job, and but then my friend told me he's starting a business and if uh, I'm willing to help him start the business. but. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I dropped my job and I had plenty, a few months when I was sitting just home and visited my friend and we are go- going through how to get money to start a business. So I was this fortunate part of my life, uh, like it was 2016, I think, when I had few months of um, when I was w- without a job and we were starting a business with my friend. Uh, and uh, I mean, I was helping him. It was the business on his name. So he was he was starting a company. I was just uh running helping him to run the business so i have i had plenty of free time and i was started looking into banking systems and uh, because uh, you know my friends used to talk about that uh, about money and how you know china is having bigger influence around the world and i was you know interested in the, in the economic part of, of things and i started digging and asking questions and watching youtube videos about central banking about jewish bankers and i you know um found a channel, Jeff Berwick channel, when he do, was oh, doing... Oh, Jeff Berwick, okay. Yes, walks and talks, and he was talking in this... Uh, I, I like the, the, I liked what he was doing when he was walking his dogs and talking about, you know, Jewish banking scams and other stuff like that. And I quickly, quickly even though I don't watch his channel anymore, I, I it was one of the first channels I watched who actually was uh, fun to watch, and he was uh, talking about money stuff. So... That's how I started digging, and then I obviously found other channels who were talking about Jewish bankers. So it, uh, that was the first uh, first hardcore research that I did about banking and Jewish banksters and the Rothschild family, and obviously stuff like that. So uh, and Jeff Berwick was the one of the first channels that I followed. Uh, Jeff Ger- so. Jeff Berwick, the Dollar Vigilante. How long ago yes. was that? I think that was 2000, uh, when I first uh, started watching him, it was like 2016, 2017, I think. Uh, he he was also doing interviews back then. He was sitting sitting with the smoking and drinking, and he was doing uh, interviews with fo- few people. And I remember he had some few guests that uh, further I followed, like, like Ken O'Keefe, uh, who is a scam artist, but uh, he yeah. was talking about Jewish bankers. And obviously he had, he had this guy, uh, later, uh, that was done from the Overwatch project, and the guy uh, who talks about uh, you know uh, woo stuff, but uh, he also talks about uh, the, the world events and had uh, had very interesting views on on life. So that's uh, uh, how I like the first you know serious channels that I listened to about you know those kinds of topics. So. So I have to give credit to Jeff Berwick, even though I don't like his, him uh, right now. I don't, I don't follow his stuff, and I think there's uh, some some shady stuff about his uh, work with all those cryptocurrencies. But uh, no, yeah. yeah, I don't know exactly. 
uh, what he, what he's doing right now. But uh, uh, you know, it's, it's it's funny how it is. Sometimes you you just find that channel and you like the the the, the stuff that's in, that's in there, and then you drop the channel to to listen to other channels, and that's how how it rolls. Yeah, I get it. Well, I the only reason I asked is that um, I do follow Jeff and do listen to his stuff. He posts on Odyssey. So it comes onto my phone automatically. Any any podcast or vodcast that comes onto my phone automatically, it's easy to watch because I don't have to think about downloading. It just shows up. And uh, Odyssey is one of the few video sites, including FacoTube, that has a feed. So you can actually bring the feed in to the phone or the podcast player. So I highly recommend everyone that is on FacoTube just subscribe to the feed and you're going to ask me, well, how do I do that? Well, you just click on... There's only a couple channels on FacoTube. And the main one is mine. And if you click on my my name, Fakeologist Admin, you should see my channel show up. And here is the RSS feed right here. Right here under the M from the banner. So you can feed that feed, RSS feed. This is the most powerful part of the internet RSS feed. I don't know what MRSS, I know Roku is some device, but just get the RSS feed and you can suck that into your podcast player and get it. Now, getting back to Jeff, just recently, in the last two weeks, he's suddenly going after the Jews and the Jewish question. That's his big thing right now. He says, oh, I really didn't look into it, but now I'm really looking into it. And the last three videos that he's done that he's done or the last four he's just it's all jew all the time so it seems like that whole idea is just starting to take off in many different parts of the internet but let mm-hmm. me ask you do you think he's he's legit legitimate do you think he's uh, obviously uh, not controlled by some external force or do you think he's just you know, he's just a lone uh, guy who who has his own way of doing stuff, and he has some maybe shady past, but he's legitimate or or not. Well, I th- I think he is is legitimate in the sense I don't think anyone's controlling him because he's all over the place with his thinking, which is which is kind of like me in a way. But in on on another hand, on the other hand, um, he definitely, for the most part, I would say he gives about eighty five percent good stuff. So I'm I'm I I can't I can't really I know he's taken a couple of risks recommending certain cryptocurrencies and certain um, places to run away to in the world and I have there's one guy in his comment section that's after him because he followed Jeff to Nicaragua to go sell everything and live there and now that guy is having big problems in Nicaragua. Uh, because he sold everything and and mm. so there's a couple people that I, I lost uh I lost money with Jeff's pirate chain cryptocurrency. It's not really yeah, I guess I did lock in the loss there. And so but I didn't put anything I couldn't afford to lose because the way I look at these cryptos is it's it's like a penny stock. You know, a penny stock could hit it big or chances are it could go to zero. And uh, I don't invest in penny stocks. I never have, but they're, they're the exact same concept. None of these stocks do well unless they get some kind of publicity. 
And a couple penny stocks actually were promoted back 10, about 25 years ago by big brokerage houses. And they were running scams too. And they fooled some very heavy hitters in Canada and the U.S. And a lot of people, a lot of traditional investors lost a ton of money because these big heavy hitters, they didn't actually go over to the mine to see if there was any gold in them Nar Hills. So... It does. It does screw a lot of a lot of people. You did. You wouldn't think get screwed, can get screwed by these concepts. But Jeff, I, I'm I'm still gonna say he's he's legit, but he's wrong a lot of the time. There's a difference between to me being controlled and being wrong. So mm-hmm, yeah. I don't put him with Alex Jones because Alex Jones has been doing this for so long, and Alex Jones has flipped on his followers. At least a couple times, and the latest one was Sandy Hoax. So, those those are the worst. But Jeff Jeff kind of owns up to his mistakes, where I don't know if the other guys do. So, what's your take on Jeff? Well, well very similar actually. I I think he's a guy with overinflated ego, and I think he's um, he's not being controlled, but he's also uh, think uh, I think he thinks about himself that he's smarter than everybody else, and I think he has a problem. I don't want to say that, um, maybe I shouldn't say it like that, but uh, I'm, I'm using simple language to describe. I think he's, he's a little bit egocentric in the sense that he thinks he discovered many things and about, you know, uh, banking system. And I think he, um, his pride and his ego over, uh, you know, infl- is overinflated a bit. And that's why he gets into all this, all the, all, all, all the shenanigans. But I think he, he started as a legit guy. He then thought he can make money. And he thinks he was very smart, and he knew the truth. And I think that's that's why he 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 sometimes goes in circles, and then comes back to certain topics, and then he apologizes, and then he yeah. like yeah he has this uh, this wheel of uh, you know uh, being too high and then getting too low. And I think he has a problem with his uh, attitude towards um, certain things. So that's what I think. But um, uh, I don't I don't see any particular reason to believe that he is being controlled like Alex Jones or, or, or Joe Rogan or, or all those other people. So, uh, so I think yeah. a lot of times, though, I think a lot of these people control themselves as well because this tiny section of truth that I look into where I'll go anywhere and really appear to be lost in some really wild concepts that turn out to be true way down the road there isn't a good business model for them although i'm really grateful for the support i get i'm kind of surprised at the level of support i have some very loyal supporters that come back week after week month after month and in even in the chat i get a lot of uh i get a lot of people that show up every day but there's not a really big business case to this kind of truth. So I think if the if you keep your message more mainstream, you're just going to do better. For instance, it's yeah. just it's just a bigger audience. And yeah, I, I yeah. Yeah. And I think I think sorry for interrupting you, but I think some people oh, okay. have have fallen for this idea that Sometimes you get into difficulties in life you, because everyone makes makes mistakes, and then uh, for him maybe a little bit, you know, over 
doing that, those uh, different coins, cryptocurrencies. Maybe he thought he can make money and he can uh, start uh, maybe, uh, you know, living a little bit, you know, on, on a higher level. And maybe he has fallen for the uh, for for those kinds of thinking patterns, but uh, but yeah yeah that's that's how sometimes people work and and I and I see in Polish alternative media there are some people who avoid certain topics even though you sometimes listen to those people uh, and they are uh, they are not really autohawksers or fakeologists but some some people have some idea that maybe this faker than it really than they say it is it is but they sometimes hold back i there is some some group of uh, independent so-called journalists here in poland who who can talk about you know politics and tusk being a german agent and they can all, all day talk about those subjects but you know they they don't touch certain subjects like like fakeness of virology or other yeah. sometimes i i think they are afraid uh, some of them might be, you know, legitimate. Some of them might be uh, paid agents, but I don't think like every single, you know, uh, uh, person who who doesn't speak about, um, you know, certain uh, fake events. I don't. Th- I don't think all of them are controlled and paid agents. I think just people are afraid of. Yeah, they self-control. Uh, what What do you think would happen to Trump if he said, "Listen, this vaccine or vaccines are all poison. This virus is fake." No one's really getting ill. We're just rebranding the fi- the flu and marketing it. How how far would he get? I, you really have to put yourself in these guys' shoes. Even if they're not, even if they are controlled, if they weren't controlled, they wouldn't be there in the first place. But if they did somehow go rogue and they said, you know what, I'm going to do what's best for the people. I'm going to tell all these people, don't take the vaccine. It's going to kill you. They would be lynched because, unfortunately, most people believe in that kind of thinking. So they're not—they're going to be thrown out anyway, whether you like it or not, and then be replaced. So they don't you think they have to control their own message in a way? Otherwise, they're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, well, obviously, with with politicians, I think they they are being told what to say by by some forces outside the higher in the in the pyramid. But obviously, some some so called journalists are, might be like that. Yeah, that you know, some of them might might even know uh, some uh, independent so called journalists might might know how how fake some stuff is. But they have to hold back. You know, yeah, there is it, this. Yes, yes, I think I think. Because you know, I I, I currently uh, I don't agree with this, this, this premise that some people have that you just if you just give uh, people certain information or uh, that that they will wake up. I, I think there is a plenty of emo- emo- emotional problems with human beings. Also, you know, ego problems and uh, and mind uh, and how people think, not only what they think. So I think many of those people who start independent channels. They they fall into the trap of uh, building an audience and then you know being anxious about losing that aud- audience and and, yeah. and fearful and uh, and you fall for for this mind mind trap inside inside of your own head when you want to say the good thing but you don't want to overstep uh, certain certain lines so that's that's how people fall into you know, thinking problems and depressions and anxiety and stuff like that. So I think that's that's also the problem, you know. Yeah, if I wanted to make money doing a podcast, I would just talk about politics because there's lots of people in politics. They love politics and 
I would I would try not to pick a side because if you pick a side, you lose half your audience. And that's why I would say anyone that's in any kind of business is, doesn't get into religion or politics. They just they just drive right down the middle and don't offend either side, and they'll make more money. Just they just have a bigger audience. Just a numbers game. And uh, fakeology is really a super slice of the truth scene. We're so so tiny, and I was I'm not in it to make money anyway. I'm here to just tell what I think is the truth and it's clearly a very tiny audience uh, COVID's helped break it open a bit but not, not enough to make a difference I would say overall maybe 10-20% increase in number of people that listen to my stuff and uh, the, the power elite they use a, an extremely large propaganda system to make people change their minds on things so how can a podcast compete with that look look at the look at the money in and propaganda to just try and convince the whole world to say take a vaccine now in certain countries it was pretty good but in a lot of countries they couldn't really move the people very well so what is that that tells you something right there that all the money in the world unless you force someone to do something doesn't always work that well on certain groups of people yeah and obviously the the brainwashing uh, goes generations back so uh, every every you know kid that is born into this world obviously gets brainwashed in schools and in all those places so indoctrination camps called schools so it's hard to compete with that it's it's very difficult i think but yeah. i think sometimes sometimes you know some some Sometimes something breaks in in, in uh, inside of a human, so to to start asking questions, but that doesn't come from an external motivation. I think that comes internally. So people yes, wake that's up right. because, people w- wake up not because they've been told some information on the on the internet, <clears throat> but they wake up because some internal uh, struggle is happening. So that's that's why people some people wake up, you know. So yeah. it has nothing to do with external. Uh, information found in some place on the internet, you know? That is correct. That is correct. And that's how it worked for me and that's how it works for everyone. You you just kind of have to plant a little seed here and there and uh, just see if the, if the mouse bites. And once the mouse bites, it'll either keep eating or get his head chopped off. But let's let's continue. I don't know if that, was that. I don't know if that was a good analogy. Maybe that wasn't so good. But seriously, you ha- you're right. You have to want to figure it out for yourself. No one yelling at you like Alex Jones is going to convince anyone. It's actually going to make them retreat farther away from that person. Yeah, and and there is a funny funny thing that uh, I actually discovered. Uh, fortunately, a few years ago when I was. You know, following this channel called Overwatch Project, uh, you know the guy gets into woo-woo topics, but he also gets into human psyche, and he he made a list of of uh, psychological errors in, within a human and the ba- the backdoor effect or the backfire effect when you told tell somebody something against their their own beliefs and he doubles down. Uh, on their belief, you know the, the 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 all the biases that humans have, all the all the you know the, he he listed like twenty things that are wrong with human human psyche. So <laughs> I remember that I was interested in that psychology uh, kind of stuff. So you know, uh, if, even that is is like 
how it happened that humans are so, you know, filled with all these biases and these, these, these mental issues, like it goes very deep, you know, so, so it's, it's a very difficult, uh, difficult thing to, to, to understand. It is the human brain is the last frontier of trying to figure out what the hell goes on. So carry on with your truth, the pathway. What did you look into after banking and dollar vigilante? Where'd you go from there? Uh, from what I remember, I started uh, going into obviously history, trying to understand the, the, the you know, parts or other groups play than religion plays like, you know, obviously, I I got a period of time when I into Jesuits and stuff like that. But I also went into a little bit uh, different directions with my research into scientific uh, research. What is true in science? What is not? Obviously, I was very interested in astrophysics and astronomy and and physics. Uh, I also was interested, starting to be interested in spirituality and uh, what some people would call woo stuff. I got uh, many years, uh, you know, pursuing uh, questions about, uh, you know, uh, paranormal stuff. So I, I, it started to be uh, very diverse uh, some some time ago. And, uh, you know, I have many interests and uh, many topics and I pursued through from, from many angles. So um, there were plenty of, of stuff, uh, you know, uh, so it's hard to pinpoint one thing, but obviously science was a big part because I have, you know, higher education and then work as an engineer. And then a few years ago, I had this job when I was a laboratory uh, engineer for an uh, institute and was electromagnetic compatibility lab. So I obviously got into researching truth about electromagnetics and uh, laws of physics. So it's, it began uh, very, very, you know, diverse. My interests were diverse, to, to, to say the least. So, yeah, yes. What do you and think of astrophysics? Is that all BS or what's your take on that? Uh, well, the mainstream, obviously, uh, what is common in ma mainstream astrophysics and the, the what they claim the, the universe is, obviously, is, uh, is BS. I mean... Uh, uh, I, maybe I should say that the, the whole um, mainstream physics were currently in the quantum mechanics and, and general relativity, that's all mathematical trickery. It has nothing to do with reality. Obviously, you know, you, you know yourself about uh, the NASA, uh, what they show, uh, those cartoons, uh, you yeah. know, fake landings and ISS footage. But, but obviously... Um, uh, phys physicists are, are more theoretical mathematicians these days and they invent uh, theories uh, like, like the string theory and stuff like that. It's, 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 um, yeah, it's, it's for, for someone who hasn't, uh, you know, uh, who has not a higher education in physics or mathematics, it's hard to, hard to describe sometimes what, what those people do. I obviously got into it uh, because I, you know, I can do higher maths and I understand what they are talking about in their equations. I obviously that's, that's kind of a, uh, you know, thing that most people are, are not interested in, but obviously, uh, right now we have the situation where they are mathematicians and tricksters running the scientific community. So, so it has a uh, little to do with, with objective reality. And obviously the, the dark matter stuff, they are talking about searching for dark matter and dark energy in space. Obviously those, Things don't exist. Uh, they are also um, just just mathematical trickeries. They they have 
uh, rooms in their uh, in the equations and they try to fill them with with those strange particles and those particles don't exist from from my understanding and from my research and uh, that's <laughs> that's how the scam goes you know and yeah it's it's a, it's a very difficult and long topic obviously to get into but um i think uh, science, scientists claim they are trying to find a unified theory of, of everything you know they try to tell people that they are having all those money spent or trying to find uh, this one theory that we explain all our laws of physics but obviously that theory exists for a long time it's called electromagnetism and obviously um there is no need to unify all those strange uh, you know forces they claim that exist like weak uh, nuclear force and gravity and stuff like that it's all already unified in nature and it's all electromagnetic uh, from my understanding uh, so yes it's um, yeah it's a, it's a strange topic because people don't want to get into this geeky nerdy stuff as they say you know this mathematics and physics so it's yeah well, that that is an actual course in university still today, is it not? Astrophysics. Uh, yes, pro probably yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure it exists where I live in Canada. I think I know someone who wants to go into that, and I always thought of Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's one of the big liars of our time, and he's an astrophysicist. So I was just equating that with uh, BS. Yeah, and uh, well, there's there's obviously uh, giant uh, giant scam in the fact that the physicists try to explain everything by interactions of particles, and those particles simply do not exist. They are mathematical abstractions. So, you know, it's uh, it's like viruses. You know, uh, you understand the history of virology that it's all a scam. That no viruses are ever proven to exist, and. Uh, you know, you know the whole stuff. So it's not different with uh, with physics. You know, all those particles, those bosons, those uh, those gravitons or dark matter. They those things don't exist. They never been proven to exist. They exist only in minds of mathematicians, physicists uh, who are mathematicians. And uh, it's a giant scam like virology and uh, all those other topics. You know that. Uh, so. Um, it's difficult for some people to grasp, but uh, you know, viruses don't exist. You know, electrons don't exist. Photons don't exist. None of these things exist. It's just mathematical ab abstractions, and you, you know, and just blatant lies. So, uh, yeah, it is. It is like that. Yeah, it's it's, it's a lot of cartoon world. All right. Yeah. So, what are some of your favorite conspiracies that you know have been looking into over the last few years? Well, I, I've been looking uh, into uh, subjects uh, that are connected with, um, uh, and before you, you, you laugh at this, I, I must tell you that the, the, there is the subject when I think it goes deeper than, than what you or people who might uh, watch this broadcast think, and that's uh, the whole ufology thing. And I know I'm not talking about extraterrestrial life because that's that's nonsense. But I think that uh, all those people who are experiencing paranormal stuff like uh, UFO abductions, obviously most of it is, is military driven and, and crisis acting, but I think some people who have out-of-body experiences, NDEs and uh, other paranormal experience, there is a there there, meaning there, uh, there is um, some kind of uh, experience that we cannot explain by laws of physics and I am trying to understand exactly where the fakeness starts 
uh, where when the reality ends uh, or where the reality starts and the fakeness ends. I want to understand whether there is something connected to all those people who claim they have NDEs and out-of-body experiences, and I did have uh, some paranormal experiences in my life. So that is a topic that maybe will not be interesting for some of your listeners, but uh, obviously I'm trying to figure out uh, how how much of it is real, how much of it is illusion, how much of it is, is driven by, you know, propaganda, how much of... Um, experiences deep 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 religious experience how much of it is real how much of it is a scam where where it all ends and where it begins uh, so i that's that's one of my uh, my interests that uh, maybe some people that who are uh, going to listen to this uh, are maybe you know just yeah, i don't know if we them. have a lot of ufo people here yeah, and I'm not claiming that, obviously, I don't believe in extraterrestrials coming from other planets in their spaceships and abducting people. I'm saying there is a religious, mystical experience that you can have and you can mistake that. For, Do you need uh, drugs uh, for that, like ayahuasca? Sometimes you need, um, you, sometimes DMT, obviously, and stuff like that. But I think it can be induced uh, even without drugs. So I think there is a problem there that there is a... There is, and uh, what I'm trying to understand, uh, how much of it, uh, how much of those mystical experiences are actually uh, have basis in reality, and how much of it is just, uh, you know, just completely illusory. So, yeah, that's that's a topic, uh, that's a strange topic, maybe to be interested in, but uh, you know, is that paranormal? Uh, Paranormies? Uh, what? Can you repeat that? Well, there's uh, a there's uh, a podcast I do listen to sometimes called the Paranormies. It's got Johnny Reinhardt, Dogbot. I don't know if they talk about what you're talking about, but they're uh, they might be someone you might want to listen to. But I'm not sure. I'm not really into the paranormal stuff. Would you call what you're talking about paranormal? Paranormal. I don't know how I would call it about. Uh, yeah. You know, I think Dave J calls it demonology in the chat. I think uh, yeah, yeah, you can call it uh, call it like that. You mean you can call it many different things. Uh, Obviously, uh, I don't know what's the best English term for, for speaking about all those mystical... Make sure subjects. you have Dave J on your show. Make, you know what? Your next show should have Dave J on it. Because I think maybe uh, you guys maybe would know more. He would know more about what you're talking about than me. So that, that could be a good show. I, I have no problem recommending guests. So if you need a list of guests, okay. make sure you get Dave J on. He'll, uh, he'll blow your mind, I'm sure. And your audience is mine. Yeah, okay. I, I will think about it. That's yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you're you're picky yeah, but, about. But are you picky? Are you picky about your guests? <laughs> uh, well, I you know the funny thing about my guests that I have more uh, people that I invited who either refused or didn't uh, respond answer me uh, than 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 I had who accepted. So I already probably should have ten episodes of my podcast, not four. You got to take what you get because you, you, yeah. I've asked I ask a lot of mainstream people to come on because I think the whole COVID world has opened up almost everyone to fakery almost everyone in the whole world all of a sudden my audience or my guest list went from a few people to infinity but most of these people say no once they look at my website they say no way i'm not coming on there <laughs> so i i send out tons of invitations i don't yeah. i don't try too hard but if i get a response sometimes i'm surprised 
You know, I, I, like I said, I, I, unfortunately, some people, obviously, if I, there is a new podcast like mine, some people are just uh, maybe some sometimes dismissive because, you know, I, I sent, uh, like I said, more invitations. I got uh, sometimes refused, but obviously I understand if somebody doesn't want to come. I, I actually like what Matt from Quantum of Conscience did because I invited him to my podcast. He's a somewhat of a bigger channel. And he just uh, answered me with the you know simple message that um, he doesn't accept invitations. He he thanks me for invitation, but he, he closed. He doesn't. He he wants to uh, focus on his all own channel. He doesn't accept yeah. any invitations. He's and huge. He just, uh, He's he huge. Just said, he just said to me in simple English that not no, but some people just don't respond. I, I like emailed Samantha Bailey and Mark Bailey and just no answer from them. Maybe obviously they are bigger channels. Uh-huh. Obviously yeah, they're they are big. Few, well, they, send they them a donate. Send them a donation. That might work. They they obviously have probably hundreds of emails, so they they probably they're pretty big. Know. I actually yeah, I, I sent her a donation because I really thought she was doing well, and she did say she'd come on my show. So she said she heard of me. Which is, I'm not sure it's true, but doesn't matter. So, you know, sometimes these guests are so big and they do so much content. I really don't have anything to ask because they've they've got a million videos already. So what it, what could I say other than, like, if I had her on, I would just say thanks for all your work. I don't really have any questions because I know where you stand on everything except 9/11, of course. <laughs> Well, that's 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 one thing that you they have plenty of content. But I obviously wanted to take uh, some some of these doctors, real doctors, who are speaking the truth about stuff like that. And I had some ideas about making a podcast about you know health, uh, more more truth about uh, you know the the health uh, stuff and how to keep body in health. And I wanted to to do uh, at least one podcast about those kinds of topics. So I. You know, obviously, emailed Amanda Volmer and um, oh yeah, I had her though, on. Even though some some her, of her assistants responded to me that he will forward to Amanda my email, so I am still waiting. <laughs> Maybe she will. Well, yeah, me. she's another one with ton, with tons of content out there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, keep yeah. trying. It's worth trying. You know, in, I find sometimes the smaller people that no one's heard of are more interesting than these big people because. Some of the small people, they don't even have their own platform, and they're they're more interesting than the big people. And yeah. uh, that's kind of the concept behind my audio chat. I like it when people that have never talked come on because they're they can be really interesting, way more. Because how many times can we hear just picking on Samantha Bailey, Doctor Sam? How many times can we hear her point of view on? Viruses and virology. I think she said it beautifully at least a thousand times. Yeah, but there, there are obviously other topics uh, health-related. Uh, oh, I, I, I would, see. I would, I wouldn't want to focus on virology because we know already about this, the scam. But obviously, there are some things uh, that you know. I personally, someone who who likes to you know who like to play basketball and work out and always uh, be in shape. Obviously, there are some topics that I would like like to ask uh, some of these doctors. You know, and. Um, you know, discover further truth about, uh, you know, maybe cer- certain things that I have never thought about. Like, like you know, I, I plenty of years I, I thought about uh, that uh, maybe, you know, drinking coffee or eating some some uh, in some way is might not, not be bad for you, but maybe I'm completely wrong about it. Maybe I will discover some even small thing like 
like uh, like maybe there is a truth about coffee and drinking tea that is some Jason Christoph does coffee. I just heard him. You so you him. know, I, just 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 to give an example that maybe there are some even small topics like like that who who might help uh, feel better. Uh, so even uh, even the whole truth about cancer, you know, and stuff like that. Maybe there are some other topics in virology, obviously. That I that because that's why I wanted to invite some of these um, true doctors uh, who who showed the the fakeness of the medical healthcare. So so yeah, obviously there there's not much more they can tell about virology because the last few three and a half years or four years almost, obviously we we already heard it all about uh, the history of virology, the fakeness of all those tests and, and stuff like that. So obviously that's that's probably redundant, but. You know, maybe there are other other topics, uh, how to be, uh, you know, healthy, have a healthy body and healthy mind. Maybe there is a way to, to you know, to uh, know something more about those topics. So that's that's what that was my, my thinking. Yeah, but obviously there are other small channels, people who are, you know, truth seekers, who obviously, you know, I had this opportunity to discover, you mentioned already this guy, Ar- Ar- Arman uh, Ri, uh, I mean, that's how... I think he pronounces it Arman, not Armun, but whatever. But uh, obviously, I, I discovered his channel by somewhat of an accident, and I was shocked that this small channel on YouTube who talks in short videos, 15-minute videos, uh, has such a depth of understanding of uh, certain mental... Oh, yeah, he's good. You know, that that was something I was so shocked that I, I thought I need to talk to this guy, you know. So sometimes it, it happens like that. So, yeah, I understand. I'm gonna, I can't even find his channel on uh, on uh, YouTube right now. Arman Rig. Because you probably YouTube autocorrected your uh, if you click uh, search indented name uh, for if you click uh, the uh, button above the first video that you have, you might you might find his channel. So. Well, you or probably you probably put a link to it on your channel. Yeah, I'm or guessing. maybe so we'll you can find this, some uh, links on my channel. Uh, uh, then, oh yeah, here it is. Yeah, I'll put a link to your show here. Well, actually, let me just click on his channel. Oh, he doesn't even have a channel name. He should have given his channel a name. See, he didn't put a channel name. He just left this long string of characters and numbers. Yeah, he's pretty deep. He was on our audio chat for years. Very deep guy. I think he's too deep for me. He's way over my head. <laughs> Uh, way yeah. over my head. I'm not that deep. I'm kind of I'm kind of shallow compared to him. Yeah, he's a he's a well-spoken deep thinker and uh, Oh yeah. That. I don't know who I I I don't know if we have too many deep thinkers on the fakeologist ch- channel. I think there are most people are like me. I I'm not deep at all. I don't think I, I don't think you can become deep. Can you? Uh, I don't know. Some people just have it in them to go, uh, to go, you know, uh, into those kinds of uh, territory, deep thinking, analysis, mental analysis. You know, some people just have it in them. I think I don't know. I don't know if you can learn that skill uh, or is it even a skill? So yeah. Look at all this stuff. I mean, his stuff has a deep forest with the sun coming into it. I guess that's sort of a breakthrough of light. But wow, look at the. Look at what he talks about. So there's a lot of content there. Yeah, I might I might have to invite him second time to talk about some of this stuff. Uh, 
Yeah, already that was already a long podcast that I did with him, and uh, maybe I should do a follow up. I don't know. I don't even know what his name means. I know he told me before, but I can't remember. It's too deep. It's too deep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even his name is deep. I'm just yeah. a fakeologist. Anyone can figure that out. And by the way, I wanted to clarify to uh, an ounce of salt per day. He found a a university that was studying fakeology a couple of years ago and I think my brain wasn't working I think I have I I had heard of that before when I talked to Frank last week he, he showed it to me and I thought oh I've never heard of this but I'm pretty sure now that I think about it I stumbled upon it on my own simple search so you know just because uh, I yeah so I, I've heard of it before Frank I think but I'm not sure I'd have to I'd actually have to search my own blog, Fakeologist, and type in Fakeology. And then, because uh, I don't call myself Fakeology anywhere, but maybe I put a link to that before. Uh, fakeology going mainstream. Yeah, well, maybe not. I guess I use the Fakeology quite a few words. Um, anyway, so that's an aside there. Well, how, who are your? So let's go. Maybe why don't, why don't we talk about some of your your recent guests? I just listened to John the Bonds broadcast with you today. Actually, I got mm -hmm. a I got a notification from Bitshoot, which I just got working in the last couple of weeks. So now I spend too much time on Bitshoot, which uh, is actually working way better than it used to work. I think John the Bond was complaining about it in the show, but it it's much faster. They must have got a ton of money to uh, upgrade their facilities because everything seems to work on it now which makes me wonder mm -hmm. uh, why who's 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 sponsoring them who's giving them all this money because it yeah, takes it takes a ton of money to run a video platform yeah there is a little bit i am a little bit suspicious because at the beginning they were making taking donations to improve their uh, website and it never got to the point where they fully received uh, like there was this this you know just graphical uh, interpretation of how much donation they need and how much people paid, something like that. And they never reached the 100%. But oh, suddenly yeah. after, some, some, some time after it disappeared and some, somehow they improved. So it's suspicious. If, like you say, it's, it's very suspicious about uh, where, where those sites like which should uh, suddenly improve even though they somehow should struggle with the financial and somehow they are now working properly, so I don't know. Yeah, it works really well. I even have a channel on there. I don't, I'm not worried about Bitshoot uh, too much because I've got Fakotube.com, Fakotube.com, which is user supported. And that's my site, my platform, and I really enjoy it. And hopefully it'll stay up forever as long as I keep paying 200 bucks a month. You can't even pay 200 bucks a month to any other platform and expect them to keep your videos if they disagree with them. And I don't want a, a video platform where they pick off half my videos because they don't like them. So, mm -hmm. yeah. That's why you really got to take control of your own data, even if it costs money. You know, I don't know. People pay for gas, they pay for groceries. Why wouldn't you pay for digital, digital storage? It's. It's just another service. It uses electricity and computers and a lot of times people you know, to keep it going. So you have to pay. 
Yeah, I obviously, uh, you know, I, 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 when I started, I didn't know how far I wanted to take this, uh, my podcasting, but uh, obviously if it, if it grows a little bit bigger and I receive maybe some support from people and the subscriber list, uh, I mean, amount goes up and maybe someone supports my channel, then I will obviously think about uh, what you just said to have your own platform, your own website and stuff like that. Uh, obviously, I, I, when I started, I never... Uh, you know, thought about uh, how many people will watch this and uh, how many people will follow. Obviously, just tried, you know, tried to do something, uh, you know, creative and see where it goes. But if it grows bigger, then maybe yeah, that's that's probably the way to go, as you say. Now, do you talk to people in Polish about truth? Well, there is uh, obviously, uh, I would have to say no, because I don't have to anybody to talk to. I I tried to talk to one of my friends who seems to be more open to those kind of subjects. And obviously, when I talk, told him that, listen, there was no, there were no planes on 9-11. He just, mm -hmm. you know, he obviously, uh, the reaction that was, was a little bit <laughs> Silence? allergic. I, I allergic reaction. He told me, I saw planes. What are you talking about? You you have gone completely crazy. And Oh, is that what he said to yeah? you? Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, almost like that. So, uh, you know, the only friend I had to, 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 to talk about these things, sort of when I mentioned that viruses are fake and there were oh, no planes no. on 9-11, he obviously watches me strangely and with blank stares. And obviously, I have uh, nobody to talk to really about. So he doesn't <laughs> buy a beer anymore. Yeah, obviously, my family are brainwashed zombies, and my friends are, uh, even with this one friend who seems to be more open, obviously, they are all uh, brainwashed and don't like to talk about really truth. Um, so, obviously, yeah, that's that's what it I is. I like your national anthem, Poland is not yet lost. What the hell are they talking about? Is that lost to the Russians? No, lost to all kinds of uh, occupants because, you know, there is a so-called period in history that Poland wasn't on maps. It was uh, Austrian, Germany and Russian. Uh, uh, Poland was separated, uh, <laughs> obviously, be between those three countries. And there was this period where there were no, uh, no Poland on maps. Uh, so oh, right. That's, that's, that's the reference they made in the national anthem that somehow people and uh, you know fought to this to this independence and stuff like that obviously i don't know how much of it is real obviously some of it uh, might have happened in the strange way but obviously i don't believe in history as presented so um, how much of that was true how much of it is uh, uh, invented how much of it is fiction probably most of it is fiction but yeah maybe they were some kind of you know strange borders at one point in europe uh, some kind of shenanigans and maybe they thought about, oh, let's give some of this to these so strange people called Polish people. And maybe that's how it happened. Or I'm just half joking, obviously. And yeah, that's that's uh, how uh, <laughs> I don't trust history. But yeah, that's that's the reference they made in all those national anthems and yeah, stuff like that. Well, it looks like you guys have the same population of Ca as Canada. And uh, just my own statistics say I don't have very many Canadians coming to my website. I don't know why. Um, so you should probably, you probably have the same problem I do. I don't talk to too many Canadians because there just probably aren't a lot of fakeologist Canadians out there. So maybe you should find one. This is what I would do. You should find one guy that's sort of, or girl, that's sort of close to talking 
or understanding what you understand in fakeology and try and get them on once a week and do it in Polish to try and get a Polish following because are there any Polish podcasts out there that talk about truth, period? You know, there are channels, but but they are not really talking about truth. When when one of the channels I, I followed for many years, he he, there is this guy who uh, talks about you know how all those uh, secret agencies are running the place. He all, he also talks about real people dying in Gaza. So so you cannot call him a real truth yeah. guy because the guy so, some some strange thing happens that the guy suddenly sees that. You know, politicians are not um, in charge. All those secret uh, agencies, uh, you know, uh, equivalent of CIA and stuff like that, are running the place. But see, somehow, somehow, cannot see that uh, you know, mannequins are presented as as victims in Gaza, and he somehow doesn't see that. So I don't know. Some some of these Polish channels, who are so so called independent channels, are obviously, you know, uh, they are lost uh, in in thinking that real people. Uh, you know, thinking they see a dead body on the TV screen and they think that's a real dead body when in fact it's a mannequin. You know, you know the stuff how it goes. Obviously, yeah. there are, I, don't, I didn't find any real true Polish channels who would speak about fakeness of, of virology. And so you got to start your own. Then you got to just start your own and try and get just get someone in Poland to talk to, and that way you can maybe um, get other Polish people because. Um, only Pol, only Polish people, only Poles. That's a short form for Polish people, right? Poles. Mm-hmm, yeah. Only Poles can understand Polish. Yeah. <laughs> Germans yeah. can't. Russians can't. Ukrainian. What do What do they speak in Ukrainian? Russia, Russian, or Ukrainian? No, they, they have own version of language, U- Ukrainian language, which is similar alphabet than Russian. Uh, from From what I saw, yeah. I, mean, I visited I visited Ukraine like ten ten years ago, and I. I saw they have very similar language to Russian, but they have some different letters, some different uh, words that they use. It's a similar than uh, similar to Russian language, yeah. but they have their own flavor of that, uh, so yeah. to speak. So you could get your you could you could have the whole audience. You could have all of Poland for yourself. Well, I don't think there are many people who are open to stuff like that. I mean, I obviously sometimes comments. Uh, obviously, I sometimes write comments on those other channels, and I get uh, you know angry answers about people who who don't want. The, I I made a comment about fakeness of politics under one of those channels, uh, those, and I got attacked by some people that I should get lost, that uh, that I that I you know <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about, that uh, they are real people like uh, suffering, and then some other people tell me that there is this secret, uh, you know, party who, there, there is this, uh, you know, we have uh, more than two-party system, like obviously there are two big parties and there are left-wing, right-wing and stuff like that, but there are smaller political parties and some people try to tell me that there is this small political party who will fight against the Jews in Poland and they will, you know, save, uh, you know, Polish banking system. And uh, when I when I hear stuff like that, you know, my... My reaction is I don't know whether to laugh or, or what to do because some some of those people have no idea what they are talking about and, and you know I cannot talk to all those people I, I have never I have yet to found someone in Poland who would speak like true true you know fakeology or true truth about all those uh, things you know if, if people cannot see past beyond politics then, then what's the point in talking to them so uh, that's true well you got to start somewhere. I'm just looking on your channel, and the 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 podcast with the least number of views is mine. 
I think I better Google. quit. <laughs> no, because probably most people watch it on on Facebook. You know, you have you have your own platform, and that's my. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh, thanks. I was getting depressed there for a sec, but you're. I think you're right. No. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I probably did pretty well on Facebook too. I had a few. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you can't go by views anyway because well, my my stuff is all over the place. Skate and Destroy says Canadians are too polite to disagree with people pushing the mainstream narrative. I apologize, beg my pardon. I love Canada. Wish I could move there to enjoy all the outdoor activities available to them. Yeah, well, most Canadians sit in their sit in their condos or and their houses and don't make use of them. I I have to admit I'm just working all the time. I don't get to snowboard and ski do and all that but uh yeah i guess i should take more advantage of the great canadian outdoors although they don't really want you out there do they they want you stuck in cities yeah is that the same way in poland they trying to push everyone into the cities uh, yes it's uh yeah it's it's obviously most jobs and uh, and opportunities uh, are obviously in the bigger cities yeah i obviously right now live in the smaller city because i i, I wanted to leave a big city i i was you know the whole pandemic period was was tiring mentally so i i i needed to get back to my you know smaller town when i used to where i used to grow up so i oh i see you're from the I small always, town yeah yeah, I obviously will have to think about next year what I'm going to do. Maybe find a new job or something. So maybe I will be forced to move at least to a bigger city. But you know, I don't know how it how it goes. But yeah, are you? It, it, how old are you? Well, I am in my early thirties. That's I am. Okay. I'm gonna say because obviously when I every number that starts with a three, there will some betrothal who will some. You're thirty three. Oh no. Okay, no, that's that's not, pretty not, cool. I'm just not, kidding. Not, I'm kidding. Not particularly, but uh, almost. I mean, <laughs> obviously, there is someone who will... 32.99. You're 32.32. No, that's that's funny. Made one time a comment. I made a comment uh, when the pandemic... I'm going to tell you, it's a funny story, because I made a comment and there are some, some channel uh, about fakeness of virology. It was some kind of... Uh, I don't remember which channel was it, but the people were arguing where the viruses come from, and I told them it doesn't come from nothing because they don't exist. And yeah. someone asked you, how old are you? And I and I written in the comments, oh, so you you just put a number. This is numerology. This is this is tied to this, and you are too young to understand life, and you are telling us that viruses don't exist. And I was attacked in the comment section, so I I, I avoid these topics about how, how old I am, I, where I exactly you know oh, uh, what my exact name is and stuff like that because you know some people uh, five seconds doesn't pass and they attack you about some kind of numerology and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, yeah, Dave J so says, weird. don't worry about being attacked. Just walk right through it. It's okay. Just yeah, obviously that's uh, you stick your neck was, out there. I was I was very aggressively going uh, about my business when I started uh, being attacked by in the pandemic period, right? So people were telling you to wear a mask, to don't talk about fakeness of viruses. There are real people dying, and I and I was at one point very angry, going uh, you know snapping back at those people. Like uh, someone told me. In, in a shop that I should leave or wear a mask. And I was, you know, very angry going, people, you're not going to tell me what to do. Go fuck yourself. I, like, and, in uh, Polish, I, though. <laughs> in, in Polish, yeah. And, and I quickly realized that people uh, were going, um, uh, you know, I was too aggressive and people were even more aggressive towards me. So I, I quickly understood that I, I a little bit need to calm down 
and there is no point in trying to save anybody forcefully. And obviously, uh, you know, I a little bit more more calm about those things right now. But uh, there was this first year of pandemic. I was, you know, there was <laughs> aggressive uh, reactions from my side also uh, against those people. So. Uh, you know, I also made that mistake of being too aggressive with people. So, you know, that's how it is. Yeah, it, it really could have got you arrested. I watched a couple guys that were pretty aggressive. The problem is that the majority of people were so afraid of this thing uh, that they were dangerous and they were the ones calling the police and the police would use any excuse. They would just go through their list of things that they could catch you on. To arrest you and people got arrested for the most uh, mundane minuscule things and the police can pretty much charge you with whatever they want even if they you get released later well you still got to get through processing you still got to go to jail for a little bit so it, it would have been a nuisance and i watched a few people went through that and uh, if you have a job you can't really do that <laughs> you can't uh can't get arrested and Call your boss from jail and say I'm not coming in today because I'm in jail. So as much as I wanted to do that, uh, I just yeah. Watched. The funny thing, I was uh, at one point uh, even handcuffed in the police car, but that was uh, oh. a misunderstanding uh, because <laughs> because uh, there was this uh, what you refer, uh, commonly refer to as curfew, right? The right. Hour after so there was a period when in, in Poland we had uh, after 9 p.m. I think. We had a curfew and uh, I was obviously taking walks. Uh, I wasn't paying attention to those stuff. I, I thought about, you, you know, you're not going to tell me when I can walk and uh, take a walk. But uh, obviously I, I walked uh, around the city and at one point uh, a police car uh, drifts uh, towards me. And I thought about uh, that they are uh, trying to, you know, force me to wear a mask and, and stuff like that. But actually, they were trying to figure out that someone was stealing uh, cars and making, uh, you know, um, robbing people, right? And they were hunting the 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 guy who was or the group who was, uh, you know, uh, doing robberies, and they yeah. thought I was a robber. So, so <laughs> I I talk. I they came out of the police car, and I actually told them that they are fasc fascists, and obviously it was a big misunderstanding. They put me in in handcuffs, and uh, and obviously, <laughs> obviously it turns out I wasn't a robber, and I wasn't stealing cars, uh, and they actually let me go, and I actually had a fun discussion with them because we started talking about viruses and pandemics, and I told them that listen. I'm not wearing a mask because it's all fake BS. And they sort of listened to me. They were sort of open to the idea that it's uh, a lie. So it turns out it was a strange occurrence. Uh, uh, I was let go, obviously. I wasn't even taken to the police uh, headquarters. I, mm. Obviously. That's funny. <laughs> obviously was you met some friends. Yeah, it, obviously, uh, it was a giant misunderstanding. But, uh, you know, I, I already, you know... It was already strange, strange to to be in this situation, to to be you know, uh, in in a police car, you know, in handcuffed and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, well, it doesn't. It's it's always a bad situation being in a police car and being <laughs> yeah. in jail. Uh, it's, uh, I don't I don't recommend it. It really wastes your time. That's the main thing. All we have is time, and you don't want to waste it being processed in their in their in their stupid system, which just costs big money because only they can participate in their system and you're just a guest. You're just dragged along for the ride. 
I should ask you about 9-11 because just recently uh, there's some really interesting activity around 9-11. I've been talking about it for since what year? 2012, so 11 years. And Fake Nukes Phil has taken the bit shoot scene by storm. And he mm-hmm. he's really, you had him as guest number two, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. And um, he's a regular here on the Fakeologist Network. And he's he's pushing his views all over the place, which is great. So he's stirring up Holocaust people and fakery people. He's really injecting the media fakery into the BitChute community better than I ever did. I had I had 11 years to do something, and he's done more in a couple months than I've done in 11 years. So it just goes to show, you know... Different people um, can do different things with the same topic, which I don't mind who's doing it, but I'm, I'm having fun times watching them. So what's your take on 9-11? Because you would have been really young, 22 years ago. Yeah, I, I was just, uh, just a kid, uh, actually, you know. Uh, the funny thing that I, I actually somewhat remember that day, but I was playing outside um it it has to it had to be like uh, in Poland it was somewhat afternoon because you know six hours different than New York time so it had to be if it was in the morning like uh, so it had to be afternoon here so I remember I, I came home uh, and uh, I my friend uh, who we were playing football with we were obviously kids playing outside and he came the, he came to me uh, you know to so we can play together and. And he said, my father watches TV and there is a war. And he told me to, to and we uh, watched the TV. I, I had a TV, small TV in my in my bed, bedroom. Oh, and wow. I, I, re- I remember watching the tower being on smoke, but we were obviously kids. We were not uh, really understanding what was going on. Oh, that's on. So funny. We, so, we, so we went play outside, but then obviously the whole um, situation happened with the so-called war in Iraq and stuff like that. Yeah. But only only after many years I started discovering that that whole thing was such a fakeness. Uh, I mean, obviously, the first uh, time I, I researched it, I thought about, you know, there was some real, uh, real death uh, happening. But obviously, uh, I found a channel. I think it was the first time I saw Quantum of Conscience channel when he mentioned there were no planes on 9-11. I think that was the first one when I heard that comment and I think uh, that's why I I actually followed that channel for many years. I mean, I don't follow him anymore, but uh, he talks about nonsense about spirituality and stuff like that, which I don't like actually what he's saying right now. But for many years, I followed his channel because he was the first one who told me, who, I mean, who told that there were no planes on 9-11. So I actually remember researching that, uh, paying close attention. It was like Five or six years ago, I was just uh, sort of started getting into this this whole thing, and uh, I remember watching, uh, uh, you know, uh, frame by frame and analyzing. So I, I was late uh, to the party when it comes to 9/11. Obviously, it wasn't the first thing I researched. So uh, yeah, it was uh, when I saw that frame by frame uh, video where the, the plane melts into the building. Obviously, I understood that, you know, I, 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 that was the first time I obviously understood there is more fakeness in the world than I thought. So, 
yeah, uh, that's how it happens. Obviously, obviously, you know, you know that. Uh, <laughs> obviously, that uh, those towers were probably more empty, or maybe uh, than they even said um, officially, right? Because oh, uh, yeah. up, up to up to uh, that point, I thought about that was the regular buildings with regular offices and stuff like that. But then I started quickly find out that it was, they were more empty than they. Uh, that I thought, uh, obviously, the planes were fake. Obviously, I have uh, yet to see a credible evidence of anybody dying that day. So, yeah, that that's that's my that's my uh, opinion. I like I'm not gonna say that uh, I know exactly what happened, and obviously, it was uh, some kind of a controlled demolition. How it how exactly was it done? Uh, how exactly was it planned? I I don't know, but I I don't think I. Uh, I don't need to know exactly what happened. I just, you know, my thinking is I'm not going to waste too much of my life uh, researching every single topic. I'm just going to, you know, focus on the, you know, uh, the, the, the really important stuff. And, you know, 9-11 was uh, one of those things I probably should have spent more time researching. But obviously I have yet to see a, a body, a dead body. Obviously I haven't seen... Uh, any any credible evidence about anybody dying that day? Obviously, it was movie magic, uh, you know. So so uh, I don't know. I don't need to know the details. Like some of those forums, like you mentioned, Clues Forum or some other forum, like um, like they yes, they, yes, have spent, yes. they have spent years and years and analyzing. I I, I obviously didn't do that, but uh, yeah, I I obviously seen seen that work uh, and uh, yeah. Did you watch September Clues? Uh, I think I watched the, some some of video that is presented there. I, I don't remember exactly. Uh, I, I haven't followed the whole forum. I haven't read all those topics, but I think I saw. Even if you have on FakeOtube, I might, might have might have. Uh, it's on FakeOtube. It's on the front page still, stuck on yeah, there. I, sticky. I might rewatch it again, maybe after after all those years. So so yeah, maybe you should. Yeah. You should. It really is the key. To everything we watch on t- on the television or in the media, nobody watches TV anymore. I don't think so. Just it's really the key to figuring out what's going on. It really brings the whole picture together in a pretty good way. It's 2008. There's some missing things. There's some wrong things, but overall, when you understand the media is just cooperating, it doesn't work for us. It works for the elites, and they are completely coordinated. And it gets more obvious every single year because as they shrink, as the as the mainstream media starts to shrink down, they just start coordinating even more and they share everything and it's clear that they're getting one message from one place, probably the intelligence agencies they, that create most of these ideas that they brought think, and all they do is broadcast. Yeah, I think I saw a diagram at one point when I was researching the media, who's paying who and where does information come from. I think, I don't remember if I, I correctly understood that, but somebody was on some channel pointing out that there is this pyramidical structure that uh, when you have this Reuters agency or whatever they are called, that many of the uh, smaller televisions get uh, directly uh, news from there and they just, uh, you know, repackage it and and sell it uh, as a as a television program, but obviously they are getting all those uh, TV channels are getting uh, information from one place. Maybe it was even uh, oh, yeah. Reuters, Reuters were very high up on those pyramid. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, that is but true. It, well, all... it, yeah, definitely a 
pyramid structure. But that's not really a conspiracy. That's just a that's just a service. 20, 30, 40 years ago, there were just news services. All they did was gather news and pump it out on a teletype machine. And then a news editor for a TV station or a radio station would just go through the teletype and pick the stuff that he wanted to talk about. So that's not new. There there were rivers of news that were just pumped out on the teletype machine. But as the technology changed, then obviously there's more modern ways to deliver it but the same companies that ran the teletype machine they 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 just kept going or they consolidated i think as the business slowly consolidated it went just down to road reuters reuters whoever they whatever you know whoever owns them rothschilds or just one of these one of these super corporations like blackrock the money managers so it it's really not it's really nothing has changed in 30, 40, 50 years. It's always been that way. But now there's just the the people that used to read the news, the radio stations, the TV stations, and the newspapers, they've shrunk so badly that there's really only one newspaper per city, maybe even per country. If they're even printing newspaper and the TV stations are all shrunk down to one or two. And yeah, it's more obvious than ever because we can... We can compare the story so easily now with the internet, where before we might have seen it accidentally, but we couldn't make a video about it and just say, "Hey, look at this! Hey, look at this!" But it's it's really it's really always been that way. I don't think it's a big deal to expose that because I think most people already knew that. Yeah, but it is fun. It's fun when they do those mashups, but it doesn't really explain what the problem is. That's not really a problem that they share stories or one story gets distributed all over the place and read by different uh, pretty men and women or women to men and men to women. <laughs> so it's, but it is funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 but uh, you know what, what only problem that I would have with the, people who work on in those companies or uh, who call themselves journalists that, that they somehow lost, they sold everybody who works in those big uh, television companies or, or newspapers have uh, in some way lost, uh, have sold their soul to this, this system. You know, there is not even, uh, you cannot even find uh, even in the alternative media, someone who would, you would call a real investigative journalists, someone who would, I know people have small channels, like, like we said, there are very, very interesting, small individual people who, but, but to have this, this, this monolithical, deeply monolithical structure, it's, I was very shocked when I first found out how, how one world system it is and how every single media and every single country speaks the same same voice with some minor details. It's, it's, it's a shocking experience when you first, uh, when you first realize it, you know, so. Well, it does take money to gather news. And I've got Les Luther on the um, Twitter here. And he says he's independent. And he does go around and take videos and and images and does talk about it. But he does need money. So if you want to support independent media, you got to pay for it. No one's paying him to go all over the place. Yeah. 
unfortunately, if you want, say, the fakeologist to walk around Toronto with his camera, well, it's going to cost money for me to uh, do that. And, and anybody, people have got to eat. And that's what the news agencies were supposed to do. We know they don't have a good market for that anymore either. So if you want independent media walking around, they got to, they need money. They need money to fly places or drive places. You know, the cars don't run on air. Yeah. But it does cost money. Everything costs money. And uh, even to spend all day on your computer, well, you still got to eat. So how are you going to eat if you're playing on your computer all day? So, yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. People have to realize that you know the nothing happens. Everything that moves costs money. We're in a money system, so if you want independent media, you're going to have to pay for it. And I don't think most people are prepared to pay for stuff because they've got it for free. For so long, but they they have to know that it was always sponsored by someone who was paying big bucks to, to to put their ads in front of your face. If you don't want ads and you want media, you're going to have to pay for it. And people got to, I think people have a long way to go before they realize you got to pay for independent media. So that's, that's somebody here. Les. The Ukrainian army, the Ukrainian army trying to get people to fight. Как вы пидоры, блядь? Берёте мне, блядь, тех пацанов, которых сука вы убили, твари. This poor guy getting whipped with a stick. Как вы сука мне вернёте тех, кого вы убили? I don't know if he's actually hitting him or not. It looks like he's missing him every time. Someone just putting sound effects, but. Почему они погибли, блядь? You know, problem with, uh, I obviously wanted uh, uh, to have Les Luthor on my show, but I can't, cannot, cannot contact him. I can't I get think. a hold of him either. He, he, he answers my email once every two weeks. So, and then he says he's busy on the weekend. So that's when I yeah. do my European show on the weekends because obviously you guys are five, six hours ahead. So yeah, he's really hard to get a hold of. But apparently, he he is free in the weekdays when I'm not free. So that's why I haven't had him back on. Last time I had him on, he had a really bad connection, so it was really difficult to communicate, and we had to end the show because it was just too I couldn't hear him, <laughs> so it was no good. Apparently, he just has a phone. So yeah, but he's a, I bring him up because he's an indep- I think he's somewhat independent. He's, he appears that way. So I'll put a link to his his broadcast or his Twitter channel, which I will link to. I don't recommend using someone else's platform, but he uses Twitter. For now, I guess it's safe this week, but who knows next week, right? What might happen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the problem. I don't have a Twitter and I, can, I have a hard time communicating with people who mainly use Twitter. So maybe I should have a, some kind of a anonymous account on Twitter and, and start. Uh, no, you should. I'm everywhere. I'm fakeologist pretty much everywhere. Did, did, yeah, I think you, I have your email, don't I? I always yes, recommend yes. email for people. Yeah, you email me, of course. So um, that's probably the best way. I tell people to get a hold of me. So if people want to get a hold of me, 
Ima at fakeologist.com. Do you want to give your email out? Yeah, it's uh, realityskeptic at mailfence.com. And obviously I, I write skeptic with a C because it's closer to the Polish mm-hmm. spelling of the word skeptic, which is sceptic in Poland. Uh, so I use the, the without, uh, I use the letter C without the K. So the alternative spelling of the word skeptic. So, uh, and uh, I use mailfence as a, so some kind of an experiment, I would say, because it was promised to be this private email uh, service. So I tried Mayfans. Uh, I, I, I somehow like it at first. I don't uh, recommend it. It's not uh, that great, but it's not bad either. So, um, so yeah, I have this reality skeptic at Mayfans.com. So that is my email address. It's zero dollars for one gigabyte. I don't know what one gigabyte means because you have 500 megabytes. Oh, I see. 500 megabytes of emails, 500 megabytes of documents. And I guess if you don't delete your email, it will it will pile up quickly. And then uh, you'll need to pay 350 a month. Is that $3.50? No. Yeah, yeah well, that's 350 problem. American. Okay. The problem with, with this uh, mailfans that I, when I wanted to share uh, some bigger uh, audio like i don't remember i think i i emailed i was emailing fake news film our conversation and uh, i wanted to send him with this mp4 file because i do this video format with audiogram uh, to put it on beach and odyssey and and uh, <laughs> my fans blocked me because the file was too big so i needed to use gmail anyway so no no I, no no you don't let me give you another tip there's a website called transfer.sh Transfer.sh. Never send a big email attachment. You you really shouldn't send big email attachments anyway because the receiver might not be able to receive them. You see, that's the problem. You might be able to send it, but they can't receive it because they might have limits or they might strip off attachments. I, I actually sent a small attachment to some government agency and they kept saying they didn't get the attachment. I said, what are you talking about? I sent it three different times, but... They didn't realize their server was clearing the, the attachment away because it was deemed unsafe. So security blocked me from sending it. So if I'll just put that in the show notes. You no, know, I always like talking tech, and I always like talking solutions with tech anyway. So I'll put a link to MailFence, and I'll put a link to transfer.sh for anyone who wants okay. to send a file. I think you can send any size file, but what hap- What it does is it'll store it on its server. Oh, it says you can send up to 10 gigabytes, but and it's free, but it'll blow the file away after a period of time. So they don't store it forever. Just long enough so you can send it. Okay. Oh, 14 days. So there you go. That's a good service. You upload it here, send the link to the guy, and then he can grab it. He's got two weeks to get it, and then it's gone. Well, there's yeah, a little tech tip for you, buddy. Yeah, that's that. I should I should have figured that that out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, yeah. That's a that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't waste your time with the mail because the mail programs most of them most of them for obvious reasons are not going to uh, want big files. That's not really what they're there for. There's another great website called resilio.sync if you want to create a directory. And then you can sync your directory across 
the internet with anyone who has the same program. And that's Resilio dots Resilio Sync, it's called. I've used it for at least 10 years, maybe 20 years. It works. They don't really update it anymore. I don't know why. Maybe they ran out of money. But it still works. So I'll put that in the show notes as well. Well, that was a good conversation. You got any closing comments? We've been going, oh, about two hours here. Yeah, somehow the two hours uh, came and went. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was fun. No, no, not, uh, not, not really closing comments. Obviously, if people want to, some people maybe don't like the longer format of, of, uh, of podcast, but I've, I've, when I started doing podcasting, I thought maybe you know, I wanted to have, uh, I didn't put myself on, on any limits uh, how long I wanted to, to do a podcast. Obviously, last conversation with John LeBon took uh, almost two hours, but Oh, he has a lot I, I, to say. Obviously, that <laughs> was very fun. And if people want to listen to that, obviously they can listen on my Beach Shoot and Odyssey channels or maybe Spotify podcast alternatively. Obviously, uh, I, I put it there because I had an account on Spotify. Uh, so I uh, my podcast is also available there. Uh, well, it, yeah, that's if people like the longer format, maybe uh, I will try obviously to do uh, some more of these podcasts. I don't know. Uh, if I can manage with new guests, if, uh, maybe if I don't, I will start <laughs> inviting the same people again. Maybe I will do a um, podcast, let's say, with Faking Sphere and I will gather all the criticism that he gets on the internet and maybe make a, a good questions from, from all the critics he, he has and maybe do a podcast like that. If I cannot find any new people, I will obviously try to, to do something more crea creative maybe in the future. So. If people want to listen to that, they can. Uh, I will obviously try to do a better job in, uh, when I will, you know, do these podcasts, maybe. Uh, you know, well, returning I, guests are always good because at least people know what they're going to get. You're going to lose some people and gain some people. Some people don't want to hear the same people every week. Some yeah. people love the same people every week because they know what they're going to get. Fake Nukes Phil, you better book him early because he's all over the place now. He's get, He's packing up his schedule pretty good. If he does too many interviews, he's not going to have time to do his own research. That's kind of the problem I have. I can't really research because I've been doing a show four or five times a week, which is probably too much, too much fakeologist. But on the other hand, it is kind of fun as long as I can stay in a role. And I bring back regular guests and I rely on them to bring new information to the table because they have all week to look it up. But uh, yeah, because yes, sometimes it's it's. Uh, I said I said about like like this example of fake news field because you know sometimes um, when I try to ask some other people who who don't know who I am or some bigger channels like we mentioned before, like sometimes you get uh, you don't receive any answers and sometimes I think. Uh, to myself, okay, if, if if they don't want to come on my show and I cannot have new guests, then why not do something different with the guests I already had? So maybe I will invite the, the Armun uh, or Armane Ri for another conversation and maybe we'll touch on some different topics maybe, you know. So I, I, I am obviously thinking about many things that I can do with this podcast. Obviously, I, I, I don't think I can do a solo podcast because I'm not someone who will sit there in front of a microphone and speak for, for, uh, for an hour even. I, I, you know, have um, this tendency of <laughs> I like to sit, sit and listen and ask a question, sit and listen. I, I think if that's um, 
Somebody told me in the comment section they have a talent of being an interviewer. So I don't know if, if it's a skill or a talent or whatever it is. But uh, I obviously rely on, on my guests to uh, to be well-spoken. And I rely on my so-called skill of asking a direct question and then listening and then uh, asking a good follow-up question. So if <laughs> so, if that's if that's a skill, well, well then maybe I, I, you know, that's that's what I, uh, you know, maybe that's the skill I have. But I don't think I can do a solo podcast. So, yeah. Well, it's not easy. Not not and not too many people can do it. There's there's a couple people. There's I I like IPS. Should get him on your show. He can do his own podcast on his own pretty well. He's pretty good, but. What he does is what I was doing for a while. I read my own blog because a lot of people don't read the blog and I just read my own blog because I, as I go throughout the day, I just make notes and um, sometimes they're interesting, sometimes they're not. And um, I don't do as much blogging because I'm maintaining the FacoTube video platform, which takes time. And I also have the Fakeologist forums. That takes more time. I don't even read the forums that much just because it's hard to keep up with them as well. But you could do all these different things. Looks like somebody uh, did a post here on your your podcast. Now, where the hell is it? Uh, let's see. I'll click on the notifications. Oh, here you go. Dirty Benny's one of your big fans, and he put a link to your podcast in the general chat on the Fakeologist forums. Are you a member of the Fakeologist forums? Uh, unfortunately, no. I, I don't have an account. I probably, probably you should. might probably think, should think about it. Yes, you should definitely think about it, but don't think too long. Just get one because Dirty Benny has <laughs> made fifteen hundred <laughs> posts on Fake O2 Fake All Just Forums. He's a huge contributor. I think he left though, but now he's back. It seems he's been thanked eight hundred and seven hundred and six times. But he's also given 851 thanks, which is a neat little feature on the forums. You can thank people, which is funny. Mm -hmm. But um, he loved the podcast you did with John LeBon. Everyone needs to listen to that. John LeBon is the world's most famous uh, reality skeptic, I guess, whatever he calls himself. World's leading skeptic, yeah. 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 He sounded kind of depressed on that podcast. It was bringing me down. Well, I think we talked about very heavy subjects. That's one thing. And the second thing, uh, like, uh, you know, um, you know, some people might interpret it as pessimistic or, or depressive, but I think uh, we at least agreed to a certain extent that uh, how uh, when we look at the world and humanity, like we are see this, 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 you know, very deeply brainwashed and far gone from reality, uh, you know, um, species, as we can, might say, this humanity. So it, it might sound depressive. I don't, um, I don't get depressed about it, but, but some people maybe, you know, have this, have this tendency to, to listen to something like that and to, to have this, you know, depressive attitude. But, um, you know, if, if that's the objective reality that we live in, that most people are not capable of, of uh, waking up, then that's, you know, that you might call it pessimistic and depressive, but if that's the truth, then that's the truth. You know? So, so it is what it is. So, yeah, he, he might have, uh, you know, we might have both sounded that way. I thought about that podcast when I, when I was re, uh, re listening to it and trying to, to, you know, uh, improve the, the amplify the signal and uh, do some uh, audio 
you know, touch up, small touch up. So I was listening and wow, we get, we got, we got into the heavy topics and, uh, you know, it, it was a fun, fun conversation, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. So He's a riot. He, John LeBond's a riot. He can really, he can really kick up a storm. Well, you're well, anyone who wants, anyone in my audience tonight, we got a few people, 14 on YouTube and looks like 18 on FacoTube. We got about 32 plus uh, only one audio listener tonight. Thirty. We got 33 listeners live right now. That's pretty good for fakeologists. I've been doing this for 11 years, so I'm pretty happy with the the live the live viewership, which on this time of the day is crazy because this is this is not my normal time. So anyone who wants to be interviewed by Reality Skeptic and help get his podcast going. He's got an email, realityskeptic at mailfence.com, and it'll be in the show notes. So hit him up and uh, talk to talk to Poland, I guess is the yeah. way. Yeah, if people want to email me, I obviously open to it. I'm I I don't receive much email, so I try to keep up with uh, with uh, you know the emails I get. So if somebody wants to email me, then uh, you know you can go ahead. No problem. All right, man. Well. That uh, that uh, Mama Gama music that you hear in the background is my closing music. And I want to thank you for being on the podcast. I don't mind helping out new guys. I was new once. I don't think anyone really helped me. Well, I had a couple guys that came on my show right away. I didn't even ask them. They just sort of came out of the blue and were... And, uh, started talking so you might find a polish guy or maybe a european guy who's in your time zone it makes a big difference uh, the time zone problem if you get someone yeah. more local and uh, you could probably if you, you know i think you'd do well if you did a regular discussion about current events and added some fakery to it because people love opinions on current events because we can all relate to it because we're all exposed to it, so um, yeah, maybe you get some Europeans on your show and do a regular show. It'll be good. Yeah, we'll think about it. Yes, you got lots of options, man. That's what we're saying. Yeah. All right, uh, Luke. Good talking to you. And um, are you going to be listening in the next? Well, I guess maybe it's the end of the day for you, but I'm actually coming back tonight at 8 o'clock because I booked another guest tonight which is probably not a great idea but I figured we're getting close to Christmas and we're probably going to really scale back over Christmas mm -hmm. so I've got Mr. E the world's greatest androgynous investigator he's coming on tonight yeah, yeah. Uh, I might listen to this uh, in the morning, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the, the after. I'm not going to stay up that late, but uh, you, if you put it on Facebook, obviously, like we do every time, so I... Oh, I, yeah, I, it'll be there. Well, if you want to hear more androgyny talk, we're going to talk about Taylor Swift, the most popular, biggest star in the entire world right now. Is Taylor Swift coming to Poland? I don't know and I don't care actually. I, <laughs> I don't I, I, I cannot even name one song by Tyler Swift to be honest. I, I, I have no clue how she sounds. I oh yes, you do. You've heard Shake It Up. Come on now. Do I have to play that? No, no, no. I'm not no, going to play I, it. No. Everyone's heard Shake It Up. 
But yeah, Mr. E will be on, and we'll be making. Uh, well, we're not. We don't make fun of Andrew Giants. We're just trying to figure it out because they're so deceptive. It's so amazingly deceptive. It blows my mind that they could be screwing around with the genders, and we don't even know it. Like that. To me, that's one of the best deceptions ever, and I. I still can. I still can't believe it. What do you think? Well, I'm not really interested in the topic as much as you guys are, but obviously there is some some shenanigans with the with genders going on. I don't. I think some people get too far with this and yeah. try to claim that every single public figure is is uh, changed his gender, which I think is a little bit too far. But yeah, there is something. Uh, some some of those some called the woman athletes or some woman performers obviously are not very woman like. So yeah, obviously there is something in this. Yeah. But I, I haven't done, you know, like like mystery that focus on on the subject. Uh, probably, probably that is one of his main subject subjects. So that is I, the main I, one, yeah. yeah Although some Polish women have pretty broad shoulders, don't they? <laughs> uh, yes, some some might, but obviously, uh, you you know, <laughs> there are there are, there are some, some athletes, you know, when you look at sports. I mean, if you look at some of those women, they are obviously not women like the Polish. Female uh, so-called superstar, the tennis one, uh, Iga Świątek. Like, uh, like first time I saw her, it didn't look like a woman to me. But, but you know, what's her name? Uh, Iga Świątek, uh, the, the female tennis player number one or number two in the world. How do you spell her uh, name? Iga Swiatek. S the W I A. I found her. She's 22. Oh wow. Yikes. I, I, when I first saw her, I didn't think that she's 100% a woman, obviously, but, you know. You okay? Know. Now you think? Uh, I don't uh, I saw an interview with her, and she looked like uh, that the shoulder and the neck that she had and stuff like that. I didn't I didn't look uh, look much female to me at that, uh, so, you know, but, but I, I, <laughs> I'm uh. not like this. I'm, I'm going to send this to Mr. E right now and start the transvestigation immediately on your recommendation. Looks pretty good yeah. there. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't care anymore, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, that's not bad. She looks, you know, it's a tough one. It's a tough call. You know, maybe 50-50. <laughs> All right, well... <laughs> All right, she's going to be our cover art, then we'll put her on for tonight's show. Right yeah. there, there, that's it right there. That'll be the cover art. Iga Swistik. Is that how you say it? No, in Polish you say Iga Świątek, but that's, uh, I don't recommend that you try to spell the Polish uh, pronunciation because you may hurt yourself because Polish is a difficult language. So. It sure uh, as hell yeah. is. I'll never understand <laughs> Polish ever in my life. All right, man. Thanks for uh, coming on. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. All thanks right. Everyone. All right. Good job. Take care, Luke. All the best. All right, guys. There goes Luke, Reality Skeptic. Tune in. Check the show notes if you want to find his channel. And in about four hours, Mr. E will be on. I'm sure we'll go two hours with him, too. He knows a lot. Take care.